All right. All right, let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning just giving thanks again, Father, that we again are able to join together in your house and, and worship you and give you all the praise and glory. Father, as we look into your word this morning, I just pray that you would just quicken what you have to say to each and every one of us, Lord, that, that you might personally speak to each and every one of us. Lord, we live in, in times which are so uncertain and, and very troubling. But we know that you're in complete control. Lord, there's not one thing that you don't, you're not sovereign over. Lord, we just ask that you would be with each and every one of our prayer requests this morning. And those that weren't spoken, Lord, you know each and every need. and can meet each and every need. And we just give you the praise and honor and the glory as you do a work in each and every one of us. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me this morning to the book of Jude. Jude. Some of you may not even know where that's at. <laughs> I was just being funny. It's not a very long one. But it's a very important one. The book of Jude. And I I feel like this is so fitting for the things that we're seeing going on around us. And, and there's a very important message in here for God's people. One that we should for sure not overlook. So I'm going to read the entire book. So Y'all just bear with me. <laughs> The book of Jude. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. To those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Now, this is a specific message to the church. Amen. Pointed out in, in the very beginning, he said, Listen, God's children, pay attention. Pay attention. He said, to those who are called and sanctified, set apart by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Preserved in Jesus Christ. That's how we're going to make it through. It's because we're preserved in Jesus Christ. Okay? If, we're, if you're not a child of God, you can't be preserved in Jesus Christ. You have to come into a relationship with Him to have that preservation. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Only through Jesus Christ can we have mercy, peace, multiplied to us. Apart from Jesus Christ, it's all chaos. It's all turmoil. It's all a wreck. Amen? Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Okay? What's he saying right there? All of the faith that, that, was, 
that was bestowed on the on the what was happened on the cross was given by grace to everyone that comes to Jesus. Okay? In different measures, but we all have the same salvation grace if we're his. Verse 4. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now as we go through this, I want you to think about very carefully the things we hear through radio, television, or just by word of mouth in this world today, okay? Whether it be pastors on TV or the radio or people in places of authority who, who claim to be looking out for God's people's best interest, okay? Or just people who telling you we, we need to accept things, okay? So pay close attention. Verse 5, but I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after a strange, a strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. I want you to understand, if, if you don't understand anything else this morning, that the Word of God is the Word of God. There, he didn't make exceptions. His statutes and His principles are set in stone and have been from the beginning in time and will be to the end of time. And there's no excuse. And we have, we're living in a world today where they're telling you and me that we need, we need to accept this and that and get along and change. we got pastors changing in the pulpit to accept things that are not of God. Well, if what I read is what I understand, if what I understand I'm reading is what I'm understanding, they're bound for fire. There is no exception. When God says it is, it is. Amen. When he said do it this way, you do it this way. But, but I want you to be careful because I'm going to tell you something. It's easy, it, it's easy for this old flesh to, to, to be bombarded by the things of this world and things. Well, may, may, you know, it's not worth the fight. It's not worth the fight. We might as well just, it's not going to change. We might as well just accept it and go on. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. If God's people don't have the courage to stand and take a stand for God's principles and His Word, then it's a mess. And I want you to understand also that we're responsible to stand up for the things of God. 
We are held responsible on the day of judgment if we don't uphold and be responsible to the things that he's told us the way we're supposed to live. Verse, seven, uh, verse 8. Likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Any of that going on? Revile the flesh. We're doing things to our bodies and saying things are okay to do with our bodies like never before. It, it, it is makes you, it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening the things that people do with their bodies. Verse 9, Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. What is he saying right there? He, he, he's saying that, that Michael said, in, in saying that the Lord rebuke you, that, that he is saying that, hey, God's law is God's law. Me, Michael, I'm not setting up the law. I'm not, you're not, you're not uh, going against my law, but you're going against God's law. And he's the ultimate authority. So when we see the, the things and how people in this world and people who are separated by, through their, their loss, they're living, they're not breaking the, the church's law. They're, they're not defiling themselves against the church. They're, they're defiling themselves against God. Amen. It has nothing to do with what we believe right here in this church. If, if somebody came in that was doing something, we thought, it's about they're defying God. They're rebelling against Him. That's what it all boils down to. It's rebellion. Rebellion against God's authority. And we live in a world that is full of it. Every aspect, I mean, everywhere you turn, people are rebelling against the authority of God. They, don't, they may not realize it, but that's what it all leads back to. we got parents that are okay in it, that are, that, that are encouraging it. Oh, you want, to, you want to go live that lifestyle? Go ahead. It's okay. Boy, I'm going to tell you something, parents. We got a lot to answer for. We got a lot to answer for. Yet Michael the archangel, he didn't... Okay, verse 10. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute beast. In these things they corrupt themselves. They've turned. People are turning into animals. No better than animals in the things and the ways that they're living. And he here, Jude is 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 exhorting to the church. Hey, pay attention. You need to recognize this, and you don't need to concede that it's all okay because it's not. What does he say next? He says, uh, woe to them. For they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished 
in the rebellion of Korah. These are the spots in your love. Uh, these, these are spots in your love feasts. While they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds. Late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. What does he say there, right there? He said, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. Well, I don't, I, it's pretty clear to me that, that everybody out there seems to be all about themselves. Don't they? That's, that is a sign that, that of, of their separation from God. Because when you are welcomed by saving grace into the fold, into the kingdom of God, you can't help but love one another and try to help one another as much as you can and feel sorry for the lost. But nowadays, people run over you, do whatever they can. It, it makes them no difference. You or I... They have no feelings for human people. Just get on the interstate and go to Dallas or Houston. See how many times you get honked at if you don't drive 95. See how many flags they wave you with, their, with your finger. People are, I'm telling you, it is ludicrous. Drive down the road cursing you and pointing their finger at you. Because they're all, all consumed with themselves. Get into the corporate world. It's dog eat dog. It's all about me. Self gratification. And they will take out whoever, and they they have to for that self gratification. And here we are. We've created we've created instruments of the devil. To put in our homes to bring our kids up in self-gratification. Games. Television. Instant gratification. Cell phones. iPads. All of that leads to what, what's going on. It feeds it. At the touch of your fingertips, at the touch of a child's fingertips, they can see whatever, whether it's godly, ungodly, most of it ungodly, they want to see in seconds. And then when they get into the workplace, we wonder why we can't keep nobody because all they've ever done is this. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's no instant gratification in loading a the trailer. There's no instant gratification in throwing hay bales in the, in the field out there. There's no instant gratification standing in our garden inmates. But we've programmed a society to go to hell, for lack of a better term. That's, that's what's going on. Jude's saying, pay attention. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and have run greedily in error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are the spots in, the, in your love feast, while the feast uh, with you without fear, serving only themselves. The clouds are without water, carried about by the winds. Late autumn trees without fruit, 
twice dead pulled up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea foaming up with their own shame. Wandering stars from whom is reserved for the blackness and darkness forever. He said that the end of them is perishing. Why? Because they're separated from Jesus. They're separated from Jesus. And they're all about themselves. Well, I'm going to tell you, when God saves you, it ain't... <laughs> it's an eye-opening experience, isn't it? They don't see those people who are all about themselves are so consumed with themselves, they, they think they're doing a great job. Because their eyes of understanding are, are, are darkened. But by God's grace, when He opens those eyes and they see what they are, and see that, that, that they're of zero importance, and deserve death, and are separated eternally from Him except through salvation, can they come to, can they come to realization and redemption? Now Enoch, in verse 14, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them all for the ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and all of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Think they're going to get away with it? I want you to understand this morning that if you are separated from Jesus, if you are not saved, judgment is going to be harsh. It's going to be eternal. And, and the only way to change that eternity is through salvation through Jesus Christ. That is our only redemptive means. You can't get around it. It doesn't matter how much money you give the church. It doesn't how much time you work at the church. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how much you volunteer down at the shelter. The only way that you can produce good works is through salvation and having Jesus as Lord over your life. That other is just mess. And it's not fooling anybody because God sees it all. And He's the one who judges, not us. We've got countless upon thousands of people who think running down to the church and volunteering is going to be enough to get them in. And we've got pastors who've lied to them and told them that it would. Let me tell you something, folks. All these scriptures in the Bible about wolves and sheep's clothing standing behind these pulpits, we're living it. We're living it. We've been living it. I don't mean that it's just now happening. But I'm telling you, the wolves are, they're packing. And they're howling. And they're telling people everything they want to hear to make them feel good. When I don't know about you, but when I read my scripture and, 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 and it talks to me, it doesn't make me feel good. Amen.
people aren't going to the church to get fixed. To hear what, what they need to hear. They're going, they're going to get motivated. Because that's what we got standing in pulpits, is motivational speakers. I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to stand before God and, and, and have to answer for, for not standing up there and giving you the truth. But we've got pastors who are speaking to thousands upon thousands on Sunday mornings, not rightly dividing the word of truth. Heaping up judgment. But why should we be surprised? The Word of God clearly tells us it's going to happen. Clearly tells us it's going to happen. Verse 16. These are the grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust. And they mouth great swelling words. Flattering people to gain an advantage. Describes them pretty clearly, doesn't it? Oh, those, those folks are wonderful to listen to. Very eloquent speakers. You just sit and listen to them all day long. But it's just swelling words. And flattering words so that they can get their advantage by filling up their churches. So that their numbers are good. So that the tithing is good. All along, heaping up judgment for when they stand before Jesus. But you, beloved, in verse 17, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the Spirit. You say, preacher, why are you going over this this morning? Because the, the time in which we live, it's ever more important for God's people to, to listen to the Holy Spirit and let Him discern to you who's worth listening to and who's not. Because as we get nearer and nearer to the return of Jesus, it's gonna, it, it could get, you know, it could get harder and harder. To discern these people. It only makes sense that Satan's, uh, his trickery is only going to get better and better, doesn't it? And you have to pay very, very close attention when you're listening to people. Man, they'll say a whole lot of real good stuff. You think, man, this guy's right on track. And then they'll slip a little something, something in there. And if you're not careful, you won't catch it. So God's people have got to be on their toes. They've got to be very careful in what they allow to go in their mind and not catch. We can't be complacent in what, in what we're letting go in, inside this temple. It's ever more important. 
These are sensual persons who cause divisions. A lot of divisions being caused, isn't it? Not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most, ho high, most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Mark it. Mark it. Keep yourselves in love, in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. But others, save with fear, pulling them, them out of the fire, heeding even the garment defiled by the flesh. In other words, keep preaching the gospel. Keep rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what pulls them out of the fire. It's not a fiery sermon I stand up here and preach that pulls somebody out of the fire. It's rightly dividing the word of truth and, and, and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. It does its work itself. I'm just the instrument. I'm just the instrument. None of it is, above, is of me. The same thing applies to you. Whether you like it or not, you're a preacher in your family. And it is up to us as leaders in our family to rightly discern and, 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 and speak the word of truth. It is ever more a time right now that if you see people in your family that are, that are leading a, a life astray, that, that you testify to them. There's a fine line. Don't overdo it and run them off. But you have a responsibility as a spiritual leader in your family to call out. To call out the things that are going on in their lives that are not according to the Word of God. You say, well, they might not ever come back. Well, they may not. They very well may not. But I'm going to tell you something. When you stand before God, you're going to have to answer for why you didn't. So you, you, you make the choice. You make the choice. You say, well, they don't live with me anymore. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. You pray about it. You ask God to lead you in the way that you convey it. It, it, you would be surprised at the words that God puts in your mouth that open up the door for you, for you to speak truth to your family. That's not in a way that is condescending or, or aggressive or this or that that runs them off. But God can use the things that you say to your family to open their ears. I promise you they're already, whether you like it or not, they're watching watching the way you live. And, and, and believe it or not, they already know that you don't agree with the way they live. And they're probably already staying away to some extent so that they don't have to face you. I want to bounce back up to one thing. But you, beloved, in verse 20, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. There is, I cannot impress on you 
the importance of prayer and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It is so critical to every aspect of our spiritual life. And I believe me, I know Satan throws everything he possibly can as an obstacle in the way for you to stay out of your prayer closet. But I don't care what you do. One of your main goals every day should be to find time in prayer. And listen, sometimes that, that time of prayer is just listening. It's just listening and meditating on the things of God. You don't have to sit down or, or get out on your knees every night and ask for a laundry list of stuff for Him to do for you. Just listen. <coughs> just open your ears and hear what He has to say. I promise you He'll speak to you. I promise you He will. You say, well, how do you know? It's because he's, he's promised to. He's promised to. I was laying there reading my Bible yesterday afternoon. Felicia and them were gone. I say laying there. I was sitting in the chair. Did, did I knock this off? Is it working? And, man, the Holy Spirit just started speaking things to me that, and, and, oh, and just putting things together that, that's just going on around us. And, and it was just a quiet time. Man, it was just awesome. And in the, in the day and age which we live in, and I, I, I know this has been said for years and years and years and years and years, but I'm telling you, church, wake up. Be looking. But the day and age in which we live in, God's people must learn to feed off of manna through their prayer life and in the Word of God. If you don't, that endurance the Bible tells us and that perseverance that it tells us that we've got to have, you may not be able to have it. Because the Bible tells us that that's where it comes from. That's where our endurance and our perseverance come from is feeding off of the things of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to love what's going on around me. But with Christ being the center of my life and my focus, I can have that love. But that's the only way I can have it. I can't experience it. I can't convey it. I can't show it. I can't exhort it except through Jesus. Because I can't even know it. Can't even know love except through Jesus. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can expect God to have mercy on us when we're in that position that He's telling us to be in. 
But how in the world can we expect God to have mercy on us if our prayer life is awful? If we don't study the Word of God and we're living a sinful life, why in the world would we expect any mercy? We shouldn't. We shouldn't. But if we, if we are responsible to the things that is here in Jude, and we're, we are in a, in a, having a good prayer life, and, and we are responsible to the walk that God's leading us on, and, and we're being responsible to His Word and His statutes and His principles, then we can expect Him to have mercy on us. Same thing goes in the next verse. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. There, 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 are, people, there are people in the, in the family of God who, who stray, right? Who, who fall off. I, I, I do. I make mistakes. That's who he's talking about. On some, the church, we should, we should pick them up and have compassion. And love on them. And show the love of Christ and His forgiveness toward those folks. I'm sure every one of you have been sitting in church and somebody come in and you go, what in the world is that person doing here? How did we manage that? Well, number one, you're wrong for having that attitude. Because this, be this shouldn't be a place where we only want the, the children of God to come. Our main mission should be spreading the gospel to those who don't have it, to those who don't know it, who can't see it. And then the other mission should be to edify those of us who are in the family, to lift each other up and make us better. But our old flesh creeps up real quick, doesn't it? Have compassion. Compassion that only we can have through Jesus. Think, think back to when you were a lost person. And somebody wronged you. Could, could or did you have compassion on them? Were you able to look at them and say, man... I'm telling you, when somebody wrongs me now, the first thing I think is how I feel sorry for them. Not always. Sometimes my old self wants to just wring their neck. But in the end, God shakes me by the collar and says, you don't have the right for the, for, to, to be mad at that person. You don't have the right to be mad at that person or cast that person out or write that person off because I should have wrote you off. I should have been written off. I didn't deserve salvation. So what in the world, Scott, do you have the right to, to, to have the thought about that person that you have? You're talking about humbling. You're talking about humbling. I don't have the right. Then in that moment when he chastises me and when, when he opens my eyes, I get compassion. I start feeling sorry and sometimes I even weep for that person. 
I weep for their spiritual separation from God. I weep because I know there's not one thing I can do to change it. Only God can change it. He's the only one. Verse 23, But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating them, even hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. What in the world? Look with me at Romans 11, 14. Romans eleven fourteen, Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a dishonor to him? But if a woman has long hair, is it glory to her? For her hair is given. What he's saying is, 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 is he's saying that those, those, back to what I was saying a while ago, those people who, have, who are saved but have gone astray that, that pull them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. In other words, they, they've made mistakes according to the flesh, but pull them out of the fire with the Word of God and with His attitudes and His statutes to cleanse them. That is the cleansing power. The Gospel. Then in 24 it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Well, that's a lot of work in that, in that statement, isn't it? It says, To him, Jesus, who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior who alone is wise, be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. It is ever more important for God's people to be the watchman on the wall. To be the watchman on the wall for your families, for your church. And, and be in a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to recognize and discern what's going on around you. You should be ever more careful of who you listen to and, and I, don't misunderstand what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you that you should only listen to my preaching. That's not what I'm telling. Okay? But let me be very clear. But you should be ever more careful of who you listen to divide the word of truth. And when you're listening to somebody, you need to make sure you've got, they've got your full attention and that you hear every word. Because I'm here to tell you this morning that as we get closer to the return of Jesus, 
All of these wolves are going to be get better and better at masking their masking their their bad information. It it it, it gets me, boy. I'll be sitting. I, there, I don't listen to very many, but there's a few I listen to. Or I may be coming home from work and one be on, and I'm I'm paying attention there along, and I'm like, Ooh, that that what did he just say? And they slide that stuff right in. And, and I want you to understand that God don't make exceptions to his, to, his, to his word. It is and was and always will be the same. Only men defile it. Only men defile it. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Danny, would you dismiss us, please? Yeah.